You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, today is my day. Come on, doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that make you feel good? Say it again. Today is my day. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, today is your day. Man, don't you feel better already? Instead of, so you never really, man, today is going to be terrible. I always say today is our day. So, welcome to the church. If you're new here, our vision is that we are a healthy home for the city. What we mean by that is that you would grow up in the Lord. Amen? And I literally was going to talk about this this morning because I was holding another baby in the green room. But when you get saved, you become a newborn in the faith. Amen? And it's up to you. Actually, you have to grow up in the Lord. That's what we want to see. We want to see you go from newborn to the mature person in the Lord. Amen? And let me say this. Years, the number of years you've been saved does not necessarily mean that you've matured in the Lord. Amen? It's up to you. The Bible would say in James, it says, draw near to me as I draw near unto you. I mean, you know, it's up to you to draw near unto him. Amen? The Bible would say, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he would flee. How I many of you know it's up to us to submit ourselves to the Lord? As Pastor Faith said a few weeks ago, to yield ourselves to the Lord. Amen? What a good word. So anyways, uh, if you didn't fill out a connection card, fill out one of those. I really truly believe that today is a day of breakthrough, and that's not just a cliche thing. I really believe that today is a day of breakthrough for me, for you, and everybody in this room. Can somebody say amen to that? Come on, say it again. Say, today is my day. Um, let's, let's pray. Let's just lift out our hands. Holy Spirit, would you just come? And Lord, I just pray that you'd give your people ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, and I thank you, God, for just the awareness of your presence in this room. Just, Lord, I pray you'd fill me afresh and anew. Use me this morning, God, however you please. Jesus, this is, this is your place. Father, this is your house, and this is your glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Let's do another declaration. We like to declare things around here. Put your hands out like this. Say, I receive anything that's from Jesus. Amen. Some of you didn't do it. That's fine. I guess you don't want to receive anything from Jesus. No big deal. (laughs) Oh, here we go. So, this past week, I'm just teasing. Calm down. This past week, as I was praying, I was actually, I was in the sanctuary, um, and I was just, I was walking around in here praying. I was in the dark, and... um, I was asking, Lord, what do, you, what do you want to talk about after Easter Sunday? You know, there's so many things I could do. I could follow up with the book of Acts, and we can just go right into the, continue the story about what happened after he rose from the grave, and, and continue to the, the book of Acts chapter 1, and we can naturally just preach about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, whatever. But I felt the Lord in this room, he said, Michael, I want you to talk about the difference between being tired and being weary. And I was like, what? And I knew it was the Lord, because it was just kind of random, to be honest with you. 
And I was just like, well, okay. And I just couldn't shake it. He's like, I want you to talk about the difference between being tired and being weary. How many of you know there's a difference between being tired? And I want to show that to you this morning. My goal is that you would see the difference this morning, that you maybe would recognize some weariness if you are under some weariness, and that you would find freedom this morning. And then we're going to end this service with what we like to call an activation. Somebody say activate. (laughs) We're going to activate ourselves to break out of weariness this morning by doing what the Bible would say. We're going we're gonna to put on, somebody say put on, a garment of praise instead of a spirit, the Bible says, of heaviness, right? So it's really, really good. Today's going to be a good day, amen? And so now we're just going to, pre- our goal at the Father's house is not that you just get information, it's that you get revelation, that God reveals something to you. He speaks to you personally. And we believe also that he's here and he's available to actually change you and exchange you this morning. Does that make sense? He doesn't just want you to come and hear another sermon this morning. He wants you to actually receive an impartation, that you receive something from him that you needed before you got here. Amen? Amen. So, um, like Maddie, Maddie shared such a good word during the transition. Just so, so good. Like, we're on the winning team. Like, basically, like, it reminds me of that song that's like, get your hopes up. (laughs) And I feel the Lord just even prophetically saying that this morning. It's time to get our hopes up. Come on. Raise your hand if that's for you. It's time to get my hope. Look at the room. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get your hopes up. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to get our hopes up. You look how I said hour there, huh? (laughs) Remember, we talked about last week a little bit that, this is how you know if you have ears to hear that you're, you're listening in the services for yourself and not for other people. Because it's real quick to hear a message, especially if you go to a marriage conference. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that was so good. Did you hear that? Yeah, I mean, and then you go after the marriage thing and you're supposed to sit down and connect and write something. And you're like, and the, whole, the only thing you thought about the whole time is all the stuff they're supposed to do. Don't do that. Somebody say, not me. Come on, we came here today to listen for ourselves, amen? Come on. All right, so there's a scripture, Galatians 6, verse 9. I'm going to go over a lot of different Bible verses today, but if you want to, you can go there. Paul writes to the Galatians church, look at this, and let us not, somebody say not, grow weary of doing good for in due season. Here's a promise, you ready? I love promises. But you know, there's also a condition in this promise. How many of you know there's some promises that have conditions? Right? So here we go. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. Somebody say, that's me. But look at the condition. You see this word, if? If. Somebody say, if. We do not give up. The reason why a lot of us aren't reaping a harvest is because we're giving up, and it's because we're growing weary, and I want to paint that picture this morning. So have you ever noticed that the Bible doesn't say not to get tired? It doesn't ever say, like when me and Carter, uh, we go to the gym, and I leave there, and I'm like, I'm tired, and I'm sweaty. The Holy Spirit's not speaking to me and say, Mike, that's out of line. You're out of the Spirit. Don't be tired. 
when you go work outside, we were working in the sun, mowing grass and cutting limbs. Thank God for my brother Jim Bays for helping me. And then I got sunburned a little bit. I got kind of like, oh, man, I start to get, how many of you, the sun kind of makes you tired sometimes, right? And then God wasn't convicting me and saying, hey, Mike, don't be tired. That's not holy. The Bible doesn't condemn being tired. Actually, it would dare to say in John 14, 6, It says, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, set thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Uh Uh-oh, I got the wrong verse. Mm -mm. Somebody better Google it for me. Maybe it's John 4. Look it up. I love you. Bless you guys. Make mistakes. (laughs) It's in the Bible, I promise. But it says Jesus was weary from his journey. Right? But when you know what's really cool? How many of you know if the Bible tells us not to grow weary, as it's, it's some type of negative thing, I don't believe Jesus was growing weary. So I start to look in the, in the Greek. How many of you know the New Testament was written in Greek? How many of you know that? Raise your hand if you didn't, you know now. And I start to look at that word actually for when it says that Jesus was wearied with his journey, and it's actually a different word that's used in Galatians 9. The word that's used there for Jesus is actually the word of being fatigued from labor. Like what I was talking about. How many of you know that Jesus got tired, but he didn't get weary? He got tired, but he didn't get weary. There's a difference. Being tired is normal. Like, I don't know about you. Sometimes like if Maddie goes, she has this wonderful habit of being like, hey, I need to run to Target to get this one thing. Just lies. Lies straight from the devil himself. Just kidding. And somehow, this one trip to Target takes six hours, and conveniently, she comes back right after the kids fall asleep. And she'll even text, are they asleep yet? And that time I'm at home, I'm getting tired. (laughs) And I'm like, man, praise God for women who raise their kids and Golly, this is a beast. It really is. I mean, we have like my 15-year-old takes care of himself, praise God. But there's a six-year-old and a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And they're just, boom, especially they're just all, you know, they're going. They don't, you know, little toddlers, they didn't know you stop moving. That's why some of them, like you're having trouble with bringing your kids in here. And they just literally can't stop physically moving. It's like, oh, my goodness. And I remember watching my kids sometimes like all day, seven, eight hours. And I'm like, man, this is tiring. Right? But how many of you know it's one thing to be tired because of your kids? It's another thing to be weary because of your kids. And God would say, hey, don't grow weary. So tiredness is normal. Jesus got tired. How many of you know if Jesus didn't get tired, he wouldn't have went to sleep? He didn't just stay up all day. And then some of us, we can get religious and say the Lord never sleeps or slumbers. But we know he slept, Okay? As we know, in the, in the, in, when he was on the ship, what did it say? He was sleeping because he got tired. So tiredness isn't wrong. And I'm here today to tell you as well, I was asking, I was like, God, why is this so important right now? And the Lord said, well, think about it. Everybody's about to start going on vacations. We're getting into vacation season. I'm here to give you a secret this morning. Vacation can fix tiredness, but it can't necessarily fix weariness. Weariness is internal. It's an inner peace. It's a place of being at rest with God. It's a place of, uh, it's a place, excuse me, not weariness. Weariness is when you're hopeless. 
So people think, have you ever get to a place you're like, you're so overwhelmed, your life is crashing around you, maybe you're depressed, you have all this heaviness in your life, you're thinking, man, I just need a vacation. I'm here to tell you, the vacation will not fix your weariness. Because if you can go on vacation, now don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Vacation is great, and vacation, it's good to take a break. Look at your neighbor and say, take a break. It's good to take a break because you're tired. <laughs> right it's normal and and i i'm so grateful it's it's normal for maddie to take a break because she's just physically tired from the kids that's normal i'm teasing her this morning about going to target okay i'm hoping she'll feel the conviction of the lord (laughs) in a very passive aggressive way and so anyways i'm just kidding but it's normal. And, and I started thinking here recently, I was like, man, even myself personally, like, man, I need a break. I, I need to go on vacation. I don't necessarily have any money to even go on vacation. I started thinking, because some people, I love in Pastor Daryl sometimes, he'll see me just look tired and exhausted sometimes in the office. He'll be like, man, just go home. I'm like, do you understand what's at my house? <laughs> if I'm tired going around these toddlers, is it going to fix me being tired? <laughs> By any means, some people are like, well, you just need to get your family and go to the beach. Do you understand what you just said? <laughs> Take my toddlers who can barely last sometimes an hour in a vehicle and drive them for 14 hours somewhere and just expect them to sit in a constraint. I mean, I don't even know if that's even the right thing to do. We get mad at our kids for doing something they probably shouldn't be able to do anyways. <laughs> right? Man, they, were, they acted terrible on that trip. Yeah, it was 14 hours in a van in there too, guys. What do you expect? When's the last time you saw them stop moving for one hour? Right? Anyways, I'll move on. I started thinking, God, I, what am I trying to say? It's not that you, you might need a break from being tired, but it's not going to fix weariness. It's not going to fix weariness. So what is being weary? What is that word? So I looked in the Old Testament in the Hebrew, it's really cool. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. But you would see this phrase that's used for weary. When the, the, people like um, Rebecca and David, they would say this, I am growing weary. <laughs> right? And that word used there meant exhausted. It meant, and listen, this is really cool. The root word of that word for growing weary, you ready? It means to be cut off from means to be separated from something. I start thinking, whoa, how many of you know that Jesus got tired, but he never got out of communion with the Holy Spirit? You know how you know that? You know what's crazy? I was reading, as I was reading through the, the Good Friday message, you remember that message on the cross where Jesus is on the cross, his mom is there, and what does he say to his mom? Behold, your son. Do you remember that part? It stuck out to me this past week, and I was like, why did he say that? That seems kind of weird for him to be hanging. His mom's already in agony. What is he even saying? Behold your son. Like, hey, look at me. This seems odd. But then he looks at the apostle John, and he says, behold your mother. You know what's crazy? In that time, the oldest son, the son was there to take care of the mom if the dad wasn't around. And Jesus is literally hanging in agony, and he's still connected with God trying to do the right thing. Saying, hey, John, take care of my mom. Hey, mom, this is your son. 
And I'm like, oh my goodness, even when he's hanging on a cross, he's forgiving people. Let me say that we, can, we have access to that type of communion. When we're persecuted, when people are literally being hateful towards us, when we're suffering in our body, we have access to this connection with the Holy Spirit where we can still actually not grow weary. We can get tired. But he's saying don't grow weary. Don't be what? Don't be cut off from me. Don't be separated from me right now. Your kids are driving you nuts. You know the difference? It's one thing just to stop, go in the other room, and be quiet. (sighs) You're tired. It's another thing to get out of communion with the Lord, step into weariness, start to be hateful, start to think your kids are a burden. And then we start to blame our situation, say, well, I just can't handle it. My life is tough right now. No, 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 no. Jesus was hanging on a cross. You hear what I'm saying? And he's not trying to say your life isn't tough. He's saying you, just, you don't have to lose connection. Isn't that good? He's talking to me. Because you know how many times I've been like, oh, I just need to go to the beach. And then I've gone somewhere. Or I've gone to the beach. And guess what? I didn't have inner peace, so it didn't matter where I was. If you're struggling to trust God with things, it doesn't matter if you go on vacation. If you're struggling to trust God with your finances, with your kids, with your business, a vacation isn't going to fix it. It can help relieve some tiredness, but it can't give you inner peace. Unless you're on vacation, you find a quiet place, you open the word of God, and you start to believe what he says. That's the only way. And I'm like, man. So I've had to realize, do I actually need vacation? Oh, I actually need to step into faith. (laughs) I've actually realized that weariness comes from so many different reasons. Weariness can come, one of the main reasons is fear. We're scared. We're scared of things not working out. We're scared of our job falling apart. We're scared of our nation. We're scared of what's going to happen with our kids. And next thing we know, we become weary. We become separated from the Lord. And we start calling people, hey, I'm depressed. Hey, I need prayer. No, no, no. You need to get connected to the vine. You need to get back connected with him. You know, we're going to sing this song at the end of this service. And uh, they don't know it yet. I don't even know if he's in here. hope they know the song. But there's that song, I love what it says, and it's so true. He says, something always changes when I bless your name. And I'm like, man, and I found that out to actually be true. I can sit there sick in my body, but when I begin to bless his name, something shifts and changes. I have an opportunity to step out of weariness and step into communion and relationship with the Lord. Let me say this, you always have an opportunity. That's why he says over and over again, hey, don't grow weary. You know what another translation would say? Don't lose heart. There's a difference between being tired and losing heart. Losing heart, you know, losing heart, guys, and growing weary comes, let's just be real, it comes when you've just been disappointed over and over and over. And I, I get it. You've been mistreated. You've been lied about. I don't know. But you get disappointed over and over and over again. There's this, oh, the devil's like, yeah, grow weary. Get disconnected from the vine. And that's what Maddie was actually saying earlier. She said, I've seen so many Christians that are miserable. You know why? Because they're weary. They've let life's challenges. And man, Jesus said, guys, in this life, you will have trouble. But you ready? He said, but take heart. I've overcome this world. You know what he's saying? Don't grow weary. Don't lose hope. Listen, we are the people of hope. 
We are the people who have the message of hope. Last week, we actually celebrated the most hopeful message on the earth, that he was dead, but he rose. We have to be a people in the midst of persecution, of hurting, of disappointments. We're not getting disconnected. We're staying in the word. We're fighting for our peace. We're fighting for our joy. And instead of just thinking, man, I need a break from the kids. You might need a break from the kids, but listen to me. It won't fix weariness. It won't fix weariness. You, I'm telling you. I'm speaking to myself this morning. It's like, oh, my, get out of town. I've been on the beach in Naples, Florida by myself, weary as can be. Anybody else realize that? And then you realize that you need a vacation from the vacation. Because you were weary before you left. You are weary when you got back. Now you just decided it was a good idea to take all your kids and drive 15 hours <laughs> to fix your weariness. No, it can fix some tiredness. It's good to take a break, like I said. Guys, listen to me. We got to get past this idea that we can go anywhere else but to him to fix our weariness. Because that's what happens, right? We go to alcohol. We go to social media. We go to something to escape because actually we're weary. But we don't go to him. We don't go to his presence. We go to his feet. I'm here to tell you that when you just go sit, and no matter what's going on in my life, this is why I always worship. I always press in because I'm, he's right here. It, it literally lifts stuff off of me. It changes. Things change when I bless his name, especially when I'm in a hard season. There is nothing more powerful to break weariness than to still give God praise when you're going through something hard and tough. I kind of joke these days. I'm like, man, some of, the, some of the most intimate times I've had with the Lord and worship are when I've been really sick. And you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get the devil to back up. It's like, all right, he's going to start thinking, well, I ain't going to try to make Mike sick no more. Because it's doing the opposite. He's just pressing in. What if that is what begins to happen? That whenever something starts to come against you, you actually don't run away and get separated, but you start to get more connected. And you'll see that, that weariness wants to come and, and change that and take that from me. That's why Jesus would say this, come to me. Come to me. All you who are what? Weary and heavy laden. And check this out. You know what he says? He makes it very clear. And he says, who's going to give you rest? I'm going to give you rest. He's talking about inner rest, inner faith, inner hope where nothing can move you. Stand firm and immovable. Always working enthusiastically for the Lord that nothing you do is in vain. The only way you can get that is through him. And you can go on vacation, guys, but... When you go on vacation, make sure you find him. Because if you're weary, vacation is not going to fix it. You can be on top of the highest mountain and it won't fix weariness. You can be on the most beautiful cabana, it won't fix weariness, guys. Weariness is something that we got to get connected to. We got to get in our word. We got to believe again. This is why... Guys, this is why freedom and going to our freedom groups and, and, and recognizing lies and replacing them with truth is so important because it literally starts to combat and give you tools to fight weariness. 
Because how many of you know, life gets hard. <laughs> it gets crazy. It gets wild. Things don't always go your way. And, and listen, for too long, we just step into weariness. <laughs> and we still go to church. And we still got the Christian music on, but we're still weary. We got to get to a place where we stand on God's promises and his truth, and we declare them and say, no, 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 I'm not going to move from this place. I'm not going to move. You know, one of my favorite verses is a concrete verse for this. How many of you have been disappointed before? How many of you have been disappointed, let's just be real, like by God, like you feel like God didn't come through for you in a situation, right? Let's just be, obviously we know God doesn't sin or do things wrong, but you felt disappointed the prayer you've been praying for didn't happen. I don't know, the kids stayed sick, whatever it may be. You know a scripture that will help you stay rooted and connected? It's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, for God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. I can always stay connected with him no matter what's going on in my life. I can say, God, this is really terrible, but I know that you've promised me that you have to work this for my good. You have to. It's your promise. And I've seen God do it. And let me tell you, sometimes, you know how I can see sickness in my life work for my good? Are you ready for this? It slows me down. It does. And then all of a sudden, I find myself just spending time with the Lord at home, (laughs) watching Christian movies and praying. Especially if you're anything like me, depends on how sick you get. You really get close to the Lord, feeling you're like you might die soon. I really got to press in. <laughs> I can sit there and say, okay, God, I can see it all the time. Things come in my life that seem negative. I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? You're teaching me how to trust you. How many of you know if a situation is teaching you how to trust God, it's for your good? Let me say it again. If a situation is teaching you how to trust and rely on him, then that's definitely for your good, right? How many of us, we got to learn to rely on him? The only way you learn to rely on him is you get in situations where you have to. There's no other way. Lord, help me to trust you. You ready? (laughs) Some certain songs that are out there, I'm like, man, if people even knew what they were singing, that's a dangerous prayer to pray. Have you heard that refiner song? Purify me. I want to be tried by fire. I'm like, (sighs) y'all just think it's a cute little song. Oh, that's my song, my Spotify. I love that song. I want to be tried by fire, purified. I sing that song trembling, like, oh, man. (laughs) Oh, okay, Lord. (laughs) Oh, try me. You know why, though? Because I know it's for my good, though. I know it's going to help me actually become the things I want to become. I want to become a better husband, a better father. I know that trying. I know that some trials, listen, guys, you got to walk through some trials and some tests to have your faith grow. Instead of every trial and every test comes, just moves you into weariness. Every time something comes in your life, you ready? We have one or two opportunities. We can step into weariness. We can lose hope, lose faith, or we can step into connection and communion and say, no, God, I trust you. I love you. I'm I'm not going to move from here. Man, I remember a few years ago, I was watching Callie Halligenthal. Um, they, They lost their child. How old was she? 
two or three years old, the child passed away and they were believing God to raise her from the dead. And the mom was at a church service like this, leading worship, prophesying, live. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember sitting in my car just weeping, just watching it on Instagram, thinking, God, I would, I, I would like to think that would be me, but it probably wouldn't. I'd probably be the one, oh, God, help me. You know what I mean? And sometimes I am. I'm here to tell you today that sometimes I get step into weariness and sometimes I don't. Believe it or not. Because there's a battle there. And I'm still growing and I'm still maturing and I'm still asking God, Lord, I'm still saying, no, I gotta stand for this. And sometimes I'm like, oh man, I'm just tore up. And it doesn't look, how about, how about this? It doesn't look like it's gonna go the way I want. And so I step, you can step and we can all step into weariness. It happens all the time, right? So don't get it twisted that going on a vacation can fix weariness, that anything can fix weariness but him. He would even say, oh, excuse me, in the Greek, the word means to fail in heart. It means to lose heart, also to be separated from, which is so, so cool. How many of you know Jesus grew tired once again, but he didn't lose heart, right? He didn't lose faith. He knew, even in his hardest moment, he said, God, not my will, but yours be done, right? We get in those hardest places. Man, guys, I've walked out of really tough situations and saying, God, I have no idea what's going on. I have no clue what's going on. I don't know. I don't feel like you're answering my prayers. I feel like you're nowhere to be found right now. But I choose to trust you. And I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. You know that song we used to sing? I have decided. Come on, sing it. All right, that's enough. Y'all are singing too many different ways. Just kidding. <laughs> you want to know my favorite part of that song? Though none go with me, still I will follow. And I love the next part. No turning back. No turning. How many of you know that when you get saved, and how do you know if you truly got saved? You ready? You've made a decision that no matter what may come, I'm not turning back around. It doesn't matter what may come. It doesn't matter what may get worse. It doesn't matter what storm in life may come. They're going to come. But I've made a decision that I'm not going to disconnect from the vine. John 15, Jesus says, I'm the vine. My father is the vine dresser. He says, remain, abide in me, and I will abide in you. He's saying, stay connected to me. Get in the word. Don't get on your phone. Don't get on social media. I'm here to tell you, busyness is one of the biggest components of growing weary. So busy for things that don't, we're so, and listen, I like that verse that says, don't grow weary in doing good. How many of you know you can grow weary in doing a bunch of good things? But your whole life is consumed with doing things instead of the, the main thing, which is sitting with him. Getting in the word, getting in his presence, hosting his presence. We like to use that word. What we mean is we want you to be aware that his presence is with you in every second of every day. Because if we're aware that his presence is here with us in every second of every day, you're going to talk different. You're going to act different. You're going to pre present yourself a little, a little differently everywhere you go. If you know his presence, I'm going to host him with me today. He's right here with me. I'm not going to get disconnected. It's not going to be a Sunday morning thing. It's an everyday thing. Amen? Amen. 
Oh, Lord. 12.04. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you for that laugh. I appreciate it. So, fear. There's a, there's a million different things that can cause you to be weary. Fear, busyness, trust, trauma, disappointments. And, and all of those things are valid. I'm not here just to say all the different reasons why you can be weary. I'm here to tell you where you can go when you're weary. You can go to him. And not go anywhere else. And come to, and I, I mean, I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over again. The more and more I think, I don't, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm kind of a, like a busybody. And I like to just go and run errands. But I run so many errands because I'm actually trying to like escape. Right? <laughs> Jump on social media because we're trying to escape. You, Whatever it may be, you're watching a series on Netflix because you're trying to escape. And I'm trying to only escape, if you will, to him. And Jesus modeled this for us. On the busiest day in his life that we have recorded in the Bible, the Bible says the next morning, very early, he went out and separated himself with the Father. He showed us how important it was just to be with the Lord, just to go and be in his presence. Amen? So what do we do to fix it? We host his presence. Isaiah 40, verse 31, a lot of you know this scripture says, but those who wait on the Lord. Did you know that word isn't like what we think just sitting around waiting? Some of you know that doesn't really help anybody, right? You've waited on a bunch of things. At the DMV, you wait in line. Doesn't help really, does it? Does the waiting help you? No. It says those who wait on that a word weigh literally means to bind together. It, binding together is the opposite of being separated from. Saying those who will bind to him, that will stay connected with him, they will run and not be separated. They will run and not grow weary. John 15 says, I'm in the vine. We talked about that. Isaiah 61 Actually, let's go to Luke 18 real quick, and we'll, we'll end with Isaiah 61, and we're going to sing some music together. Y'all ready? Steve's ready. Thanks, Steve. How, listen, how many of you want to get free from weariness this morning? Let's just be real. I don't care if it's one of you. I know the Lord put this in my heart. How many of you want to get free from weariness? How many of you know it's up to you? <laughs> right? If you want to get free, there's an impartation for you this morning. To step out of that place and step into rest. And that way, when you go to the beach, you actually find peace and rest. <laughs> Amen? Wouldn't that sound like a better vacation? <laughs> Amen. Luke 18, verse 1. And we'll close here just with this. And he told them a parable to the effects, as Jesus speaking. He says that they ought always pray and not lose heart. And these couple scriptures stuck out to me. Keep going. If we can go kind of fast with these. Let's see here. And he said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city, keep it on this verse, who kept coming to him and saying. Somebody say, kept coming. There was a widow who kept coming. And the Lord just started showing me that. It just jumped off the page. It was like, here's an answer. He's saying this woman was desperate. She, she did not give up. 
She didn't give up. She didn't lose heart. She didn't faint, but she kept coming. And God is calling this church and calling all of us to keep coming. Keep coming to me. It's not a one-time thing when you got saved. It's an all-day thing, all-the-time thing, every week thing. He's saying, keep coming. Somebody say, keep coming. And listen, he goes on to say, give me justice against my adversary. Go on. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, keep going, yet because this widow keeps bothering me. I love that part. She kept coming. She keeps bothering. I'm going to continue. I want to set my, my sail, if you will, to come to him. In every situation, no matter what did you see, she's in, a, she's in a not good situation. She has an adversary. Stuff is not necessarily going right in her life, but she keeps coming. Somebody say, that's me. Could our worship team come? I want to be the one, Latricia. Thanks for amening me over there. I want to be the one that keeps coming. Not the one that keeps disconnecting. Not the one that keeps coming to my cell phone. Not the one that keeps going to a Netflix thing. Not the one that keeps running away to running errands around town. But the one who keeps coming to the feet of the one who can actually give me peace. The one who can actually give me rest. Could you stand in this place? If you keep reading in these scriptures in Luke 18, he says, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And he says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I love this next part. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the the earth? He corresponds not losing heart with not losing faith. The way to not grow weary is that we don't lose faith. Amen? That we don't lose hope. That we have hope for hopeless situations when no one else does, we do. Amen? Some of you might be in a, you, something might seem hopeless in your life this morning. I'm here to tell you it's not. <laughs> he wants us to be connected with him. He wants us not to lose faith. You know what's so good? And that was something that needs to be celebrated. Maybe you have lost faith for certain things to happen in your life, but you haven't lost faith that Jesus is your Savior and he's washed away your sins. And we need to celebrate that this morning. <laughs> that even though you might have lost some hope for some situations, you've never lost faith in who he is. You're like, you know what? I don't know if anything else is going to work out, but I won't, I won't be moved. I know he's my Savior. Amen. I want y'all stretch real quick. I know it seems like a serious moment, but we're just going to step into some praise. In Isaiah chapter 61, and he goes on to say, You know, the Spirit, the sovereign Lord, is upon me. But he goes on to say, To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I'm here to tell you that supernaturally this morning, you can receive an exchange. 
You can receive in exchange to step out of weariness, to step out of a spirit of heaviness. And there's only one way, to uh, not one way, there's a bunch of ways, but the way we're going to activate it this morning is that you're going to put on praise. How many of you know it's a garment? You made a decision to put on a shirt this morning. you got to make a decision that you're going to put on some praise. It has to be a decision that you make. No one can make the decision for you to put on praise, to stand in faith, to come to him. No one can do this for you. No pastor, no spouse, no one else, no TBN preacher. No one can get you to step out of weariness but you and Jesus is saying hey would you come to me this morning I don't know if I told you a song to play did I can we sing something always changes when I bless your name and if that's you if you would just be bold enough to say man I've been weary I've been disappointed would you just lift your hands we're going to have a moment for whoever that is this morning we're going to sing this song it's pretty simple it says something always changes when I bless your name. And I believe supernaturally stuff is going to lift off of you this morning. And you're going to stand back in faith again. You're going to start to believe God again for the miraculous. You're going to start to believe for your lost grandchildren again. Maybe you've lost hope. That's okay. But today it's going to shift over your life. Can you lift your hands in this place? Come on, just lift your hands all over this place. I feel like there's a little more for us this morning. If you could turn me up, there's a little more for us this morning. If you're starting to sense things begin to shift over you right now, let's just press in just a little bit longer this morning. Maybe you need to move your body. When it goes to that shout-out part, I believe some of you are going to shout away that weariness this morning. You might dance away that weariness this morning. Maybe you're just not even used to raising your hands. Do something maybe you normally don't do. And I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you that you just might receive your breakthrough this morning if you step out in faith in some way it just might actually begin to change can we lift our voices in this place hallelujah hallelujah Come on, this isn't just a cool sermon. It's not just a cool way to preach. Can you see that something changes, something shifts when we bless the name of the Lord, when we stand in his presence, when we lift up a shout, when you move your body? It's not just a cool thing to talk about. It's a real thing that you can do. And here's the good news. Are you ready? It doesn't have to happen in this room. It doesn't have to happen in this platform. It can happen in your car, in your living room, when your kids are acting wild on vacation at work you can begin to bless the name of the Lord come on listen to me somebody say I'm taking this with me man I feel like we're just going to continue to worship we're going to have the soft dismissal if, we're, if you just feel like man something's shifting and changing in my life I don't want to step out of this we're just going to continue to go if you need to go bless you guys we love you have a good day.